welcome to Starting the Conversation, the podcast which uncovers what it really looks like to run a business, show up online and do your own thing. If we haven't been introduced before, hello, my name is Alice. I'm a digital marketing coach based in the UK and I'm also the host of this podcast. There's nothing I enjoy more than talking about the unspoken sides of being an entrepreneur and sitting down in conversation with others who get it. We all know that running a business and being self-employed can very often be a lonely and consuming experience. So it's my intention that these episodes bring a bit of encouragement and community to what you're doing. In today's episode, I'll be sharing the ins and outs of running an Instagram challenge from my experience of leading the Insta story thing. So if you're ready to discover how they can be used to grow what you do online, then keep on listening. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to episode number 38 of Starting the Conversation. If you're listening to this on the day it comes out, I hope you're somewhat celebrating with me because you'll notice it is a Monday. The upload day of this podcast is meant to be a Monday and for the last couple of weeks, I have not hit that target. I have been out a few days. So I'm very proud of myself, giving myself a little bit of a pat on the back for hitting the schedule. Let's hope it's not a fluke and that I managed to repeat this. But anyway... I first wanted to start off by saying thank you so much for the people who have reached out to me off the back of last week's episode. If you haven't listened to it yet or you've just forgot what it was about because quite frankly, a week feels like a year when you run a business. Um, I sat down with Megan, who's the founder of Blossom and Crumb, a cake company based in London. And her and I had a really open and honest conversation about what it looks like for her to be both a mother and a business owner. It was such a fascinating episode to record. As someone who is not a mother and not planning to be one for quite a few years, it was just something that I learned so much from. We talked about, you know, what it really looks like for her to juggle both of those titles and the amount of people that reached out to me and just said, you know, I'm in a really similar position or I'm maybe about to have a child or I've never quite understood how to juggle the two. And just saying how much that episode encouraged and comforted them. Thank you if you reached out. And it was an interesting episode as well because it did touch on kind of a wider conversation about how as women we often feel this pressure to kind of be it all and have it all and I don't think that's something that non-mothers are exempt from I think it's something that we all experience so I had a lot of people reaching out who weren't mothers but still found it a really fascinating conversation and episode and wanted to share their thoughts with me so thank you if you reached out if you haven't listened already I'd really encourage you to it was one that I like I've said already really really loved recording and was really glad to share with you all but enough with last week's episode, let's jump into today's episode, which as you can tell from the title is my reflections on leading an Instagram challenge and the ins and outs of doing one for yourself. Now, if you read Instagram challenge or you just heard me say Instagram challenge and thought, what is an Instagram challenge? I am bored of saying the word Instagram challenge, first of all. Um, There is no dictionary definition, and I hope that you already know what one is because I'm not sure this explanation is gonna be very good, but basically an Instagram challenge is when you as a creator or a business or an account lead people in talking about a certain thing or a certain day. You give people prompts of what to share about, maybe you give them some expertise or some help or some insights along the way, but basically you are giving people a little bit of a schedule, maybe a bit of a calendar, 
longer and people choose to join in on that thing. There is a lot of flexibility about what an Instagram challenge can look like as I'll explore within this episode, but that's the basic of it. Now this episode is prompted because a few months back I hosted my own Instagram challenge. You may remember the Insta story thing. Um, It was really fun to do. Basically the Insta story thing was five weeks worth of insights and prompts. It was a weekly email and it was basically helping people to up their game in terms of their Instagram stories. Um, It was a really fascinating thing to do. I learned a lot from it, which is mainly why I'm creating today's episode because Instagram challenges aren't something that I see talked about a lot, but it was something that was really effective for my business. I'm, I'm kind of like, why is no one talking about these things and saying how to do them well? Because for me, it was something that I'm really glad that I did, but also something that I made a lot of mistakes and learned a lot within. So hence me sharing today's episode with you. Now I wanted to start by addressing why should you host an Instagram challenge? You might be thinking, oh my gosh, that's just for the kind of more corporate accounts to, I don't know, just get people involved in something great. But let me prove to you that as a smaller account, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, an Instagram challenge can be important for you. Now I wanna encourage you to listen to the whole of this episode. Even if you just pause it every five minutes or 10 minutes because you need to go and do other things, absolutely fine. But do not just listen to this first part about why to do one and then go off and do one. Because I think there's a lot of things to consider about how it fits into the big picture of your business and how to do it well. And my advice would definitely be if you're gonna do one, be really intentional about it, create it really intentionally, make sure it's really effective, don't just go and do it for the sake of it. So definitely listen to the rest of this episode where I'm gonna share my tips, what I would have done differently with mine and kind of some tips for you if you're considering doing one for yourself. But let's start with why you should think about hosting one. The first one, and one that I think we maybe don't always realize is in the behind the scenes of when people create free content, is so that we can understand more about our audiences. The reality is when you create anything, you wanna create it with your audience at the forefront or the intended user at the kind of center of it. You wanna start with, you know, what's the need and therefore fill it with a product or an offering or a service or whatever you create. And the reality is sometimes for us as business owners, we need to understand that need more in order to create something which people are gonna love. One of the great reasons to do an Instagram challenge is so that you can discover more about what your audience wants and what your audience needs. It was kind of an unintentional byproduct of me leading the Insta story thing, but I discovered so much about people's questions around Instagram stories, what people struggled with, but what people enjoyed them for, how they worked well for people, how they didn't work well. And that is kind of priceless for me because what I can then do with that insight and do with that knowledge is turn it into a thing. Whether I wanna create a download or I wanna make an e-course or I wanna host a workshop or I wanna just make a podcast episode, I know now so much about that topic because I hosted an Instagram challenge about it and connected to my audience in a way that I wouldn't have normally done. It's really interesting if you're thinking about launching a future project, whether it's particularly, I think if it's like an e-course or a workshop and you're not quite sure what specifically people wanna know about a topic that you're gonna share, maybe think, could I lead an Instagram challenge to discover more about what people's needs are in this area? because the answer is you probably could, and it would probably be way better than hosting some form of kind of research because actually you learn it in a really organic way. 
The second reason that I think you should consider hosting an Instagram challenge, and I think one of the biggest reasons that we intentionally do them is to widen our reach and grow our audience. Now, this is something that I did expect to happen off the back of me leading an Insta story thing, but I was surprised by the level that it grew my audience. I think I probably had about 300 people, which to, to, to you might not be a lot, to you might be a lot, but I had about 300 people within the first two weeks or so follow me. And for me, that's quite a quick growth, I'd probably say. Um, so I would say to you that that's probably one of the biggest reasons why I'd encourage you to do an Instagram challenge is to widen what you're doing. The beauty of leading an Instagram challenge is that every time someone joins in, they link it back to you. I'm hoping, and I'm gonna talk about this more later on in this episode, that when people join in, they are tagging you in some way. And what they're doing is putting you in front of their whole audience. When someone joins in and opts in to your Instagram challenge, they are giving you permission to speak to everyone who follows them. It's actually a really incredible thing that people give you the kind of opportunity to do very subconsciously, but we wanna take that seriously because every time someone mentions you, every time someone talks about you, their audience is then exposed to you and therefore is kind of encouraged or just given the opportunity to follow you or find you. It's one of the biggest reasons that I see other people do it and you probably don't always realize, but I mean, for me, I led the Insta story thing um, in the run up to a launch. I'm currently a week away from launching a huge project and I wanted to do the Insta story thing to get my audience to a place where I knew they'd be engaged and interested and relevant for what I'm about to launch. You probably didn't always realize how kind of big picture things are, but the reality is that's how big picture I often work in my business. The Insta story thing ended, I think, six weeks or two months ago. But I was thinking back when I launched that, okay, how can I fit this in with the big picture of my business? And one of my biggest needs then was to grow an audience who are relevant for this thing that I'm launching. Therefore, the Insta story thing fit perfectly because it was gonna grow my audience by doing just that. Now, my experience of hosting the Insta story thing was overall really successful. I'm really glad that I did it. I would definitely say that the positives that came out of doing it hugely outweighed the kind of work that I put into it. I will say now that I put a lot of work into my Instagram challenge. I hired a copywriter to make sure that the emails were really great. I spent a solid couple of days designing the content. I did some proper research. I sat down with people. I called people. I put posts in Facebook groups, asking people what the need was, what they wanted to know, and thinking about how I could fit in with that. I invested a good amount of time and energy and money into this Instagram challenge. And you might think that that's a bit OTT. But for me and my business, I would way rather do far less, but do it really intentionally and really effectively and really well than do more and kind of just do it all a bit averagely. I knew that the Insta story thing was something that people wanted. So I kind of thought, okay, I kind of feel like I've got one chance to do this really well. How am I going to do it? But for me, the positives that I got from it, the audience that I grew from it, the insights that I got from it, the way that it served my business far outweighed that input that I made. Yes, I put a ton of effort in and I paid money to make sure it was good as possible. And that's not me saying that you need to do the same. But even kind of compared to that, it was still worth it for me and something that I'm really glad that I did. And I also just learned a lot about what it looks like to host an Instagram challenge. And that's one of the reasons why I'm sharing today's episode is so that you don't have to make the same mistakes that I did or kind of learn them in the same way, but I can just pass this knowledge on. 
So let's get into the kind of meat of today's episode. Five tips for how to lead a great Instagram challenge. And at the end, I'm just gonna give you a couple of questions and kind of prompts to give yourself if you're thinking of leading one yourself. So let's start with number one. This is the first tip of how to lead one effectively which is to be really clear with what it is that you are doing, what people will get out of it and how they can sign up. I know that sounds obvious, but let me tell you, doing something really simply, but doing it really well is so much better than trying to serve people with a load of stuff, but doing it in a really wish-washy, wish-washy, wishy-wash, I don't know what that phrase is, but fairly average way. Whether your kind of intention is to give people expertise, whether you want to give people community, whether you want to let people just have a bit of fun, whatever you want your Instagram challenge to give people when they join in, be super clear with that. If you're creating a landing page, make sure that the wording that you've got on there is incredibly clear and that people know exactly what they're signing up for, what they're going to receive from you, what they're going to get out of that, what they need to do to be involved. And even take it a step back from that, be really clear of how people can join in with that. If you're doing it via email, make the landing page really obvious, link it within your bio, talk about where people can find it. Make sure that you've tested that so that it works really smoothly and there's no hiccups along the way. If you're not doing it via email and maybe you're just sharing it on your Instagram or giving people templates to screenshot from your stories, think about how you can really simplify people's opportunity to opt in so that it's a really simple thing for people to understand what they're gonna get out of it, why they should join in and how they can do that. Because if you do those things, three things really effectively, you're not only gonna have more people sign up, but you're gonna ensure that the people that are signing up really wanna join in. They're not just signing up because they think it might be interesting or they're not quite sure what it is, but it's somewhat of interest to them and it's free. So hey, they may as well join in. But if you're really clear on, hey, this is what this Instagram challenge is about, this is what's gonna happen and this is what you're gonna get out of it, and you can sign up here or you can join in by doing this, you're gonna gain people who are totally in and involved. So that's tip number one, be really clear with what it is you're doing, what people will get out of it and how they can sign up or join in. Tip number two would be to make it incredibly easy for people to join in even when it's underway. Now, the Insta story thing, which is the challenge that I led lasted five weeks. That is a long time when it comes to Instagram challenges. I don't know why in my head I looked around and thought, okay, everyone else is leading them for five days or seven days or maybe maximum 10 days, but you know what? I'm gonna lead mine for five weeks. There are a few things that I mildly regret about leading one for so long, but one of the things that I really learned from that is that it was really important for me to ensure that people could still sign up as it went along. It had over double the signups that it had on week one by the time we're at week three, because as you can imagine, the more people joined in, the more traction it gained, the more people signed up. And I would have hugely missed out if I hadn't made a way for people to join in midway through. Sure, the people that joined me at week three, week four, or week five did not get the whole experience. That somewhat disappointed me because if people didn't sign up at week one, they didn't get that five week kind of immersive experience that I had designed and put so much effort into. But if they hadn't had any opportunity to sign up at all, they wouldn't have any connection with me. They probably would have lost interest in and they wouldn't have had kind of any long-term investment in what I was offering. To me, it was better for someone to sign up late and not get the full experience, but still be able to sign up. So for example, uh, the way that I did this for me, because mine was via email, I was really clear on the landing page. I put narrative at the top that said, hey, this Instagram challenge is already on week two or week three, whatever it was. Um, you can still sign up though. Just check the welcome email and it will have 
the links to whatever we're doing this week. And then I just made sure that the welcome email, ha email had links to all of the previous weeks worth of emails and just kind of said, you know, just join in where we are now. We're on week three. This is the email, join in with us where we're at right now. And what that did was give people a really easy way to join in whilst it was underway. People didn't miss out. I still got people opting in. I still gained their kind of connection and their investment in that, but they still got something out of it and it was still possible for them. Obviously, if you're just leading this via your Instagram and people don't need to give their email address, or if you're just offering out templates via your Instagram stories um, for people to join in with, that's easy as well. It's then important for you to keep talking about the fact that, hey, I know this is a 30-day challenge. Even if you missed out, you can still join in now. Hey, I know we're already three days into this five-day challenge, but if you still want to join in with today's prompt on Thursday, feel free. We'd love to have you in. It's continuing the conversation whilst you're going along and encouraging people to stay connected with it is going to serve you really well. I can promise you that. Tip number three, brand it incredibly strong. Of course, I'm going to give you this tip. I absolutely love branding. Branding is one of the reasons that I adore what I do. I think the way that we can create a brand, the way that we can share a brand is actually quite spectacular. I'm quite fascinated by it. And I, if there's one tip I could give you when it comes to branding, it's to ensure that absolutely everything you do has your brand. Now, it not, might not be something you already have for your business. I hope it is. I hope that you have a set of colors and fonts and you know, like a graphic design style that links with your business, whether it's, you know, set and sewn and you had a logo designer make it all and put it all together or whether you just shoved it together and it's a concept in your head, whatever it is, make sure that whatever your brand is, is reflected in this Instagram challenge. If people are using templates that you've made on their stories or on their feed in line with the challenge, make sure that what you're giving them to share fits in with your brand. If you're giving people a template and they're putting it on their stories, they are literally giving you their audience. They are putting their audience in front of something you've created and you then have an incredible opportunity there to share and expand the reach of your brand. One of the amazing things about the visualness of brands is that we can begin to create recognition with people. The more times people see our colors and our fonts and our graphic design style, the more they create connection with us, the more they begin to remember and discover who we are, what we do, and how they can connect with that. And an Instagram challenge is an incredible way to bring your brand into the conversation and expand and kind of really hone in on what your brand is about. One of the biggest reasons I would say to brand your Instagram challenge strong is because there are a lot of them out there. I really had a bit of a realization when I first started hosting mine, my eyes were kind of opened to the Instagram challenge world, I guess, that sounds really cringe. And I realized that all these other people were hosting them too. And it almost gave me this reality check of like, okay, I'm not the only one to do this, that's fine. I didn't invent the wheel, but what I can do is make sure that my wheel is as well-branded and as memorable and as significant looking as I can make it. I was really clear on the wording that I used to describe the Insta story thing. I never changed what it was called. I never changed the way I described it. It always looked the same. It always felt the same because I wanted to create that brand. A brand goes so much deeper than visuals and I'd really encourage you if you're thinking about doing an Instagram challenge to consider the brand as a strong part of how you can make it effective for your business rather than just the people that are taking part. Now, that brings me on to point number four really nicely, which is to ensure that your Instagram challenge is serving you and your business just as much as it is serving those who are taking part. My biggest question for you, if you're thinking about hosting an Instagram challenge is to ask yourself, what's the big picture of this? Why am I doing that? You are helping people by creating this thing, right? 
whether you are doing it to share expertise, whether you're doing it just to have a bit of fun with people, whether you're doing it to encourage community in your audience, you are giving people something of value. Even if it feels surface level to you, what you are creating, what you are putting time into, what you are putting your energy and your expertise into is of value to the people that are taking part. And obviously there's a fear that comes into that for us as business owners is that if we get in a mentality where we just keep serving, we serve and we serve and we serve and we create great stuff and we help other people and we do free content and all these great things, but it never comes back to us. We never put sell at the end of all those serves and it just keeps us giving and we never get anything back. So my biggest consideration for you when you're thinking about leading an Instagram challenge is to be really clear, be really intentional in making sure that it serves your business just as much, if not more, than the way that it's serving the people who are taking part. If I use the Insta Story thing as an example, two of the biggest reasons that I did it, which I mentioned at the start, was to learn more about my audience and to grow my audience. Those were two things that I was really clear on. And I wasn't just clear on them in that definition. I was also clear that I wanted to grow my audience because I had a launch coming up a week today, hint, hint. Um, And I was also really clear that I wanted to learn more about my audience because leading an Insta story workshop or podcast or something was something that I was interested in doing. Get really clear about what do I wanna take from this Insta story thing. Insta story thing, Instagram challenge. I'm so used to saying the Insta story thing that I think it's just ingrained in my bread. In my bread? In my brain. Oh my gosh, it's late on a Sunday evening. You can tell that my brain is absolutely fried right now. But do that. Ask yourself, what's the big picture of this? How is this gonna serve my business? If the only thing you can do through this Instagram challenge is help other people, don't do it. And that might sound selfish to you, but the reality is as business owners, we have to be careful with our time and our resources and our energy. If what you're creating and what you're sharing isn't serving your business in some way, don't do it. But I can promise you that if you wanna lean an Instagram challenge, you can find a way for that to link into your business and make sure that you're clear on that before you start. And I think one of the biggest ways that we can do that, one of the biggest ways we can ensure it serves our business is to make sure people are bringing it back to us. You are creating this content, right? You are giving people something great. The one thing they can do in return is tag you in that post, tag you in that story, use the hashtag you've chosen and show what they are doing to their audience and therefore show you to their audience. Make sure that you create a hashtag for what you're doing. Make sure that you encourage people, you know, when you do that post today, when you share this on your Insta stories, tag me in it. Even if it's a graphic, make sure that your handle is on there somewhere. So even if they forget to, their audience can still see who it's come from and therefore be given an opportunity to find you through that. It sounds really obvious, but you'd be surprised how often we miss out on opportunities to connect people to us as businesses and therefore give us something in return for what we're creating for them. So that would be tip number four. Consider how it's going to serve you just as much as considering how it's going to serve those taking part and ensure that the social sharing aspect of it is really strong. Final tip, tip number five, is to keep talking about it. Now, this is a really similar concept to what I talked about in episode number 26, where I shared five encouragements for the way that you show up online. But I just wanna say it again, mention it so many times that you are bored of talking about it. I was actually quite amazed about how many people signed up every single time I talked about it. I've already talked about tip number two, which is that making sure that people can sign up even when it's underway. And one of the things that I was really shocked by was that even when we were three or four weeks in and I talked about it so many times and I felt like everyone knew about it, people were still signing up. 
I literally had over a hundred people sign up within week four, which was literally one week away from ending. And I would have assumed that those a hundred people had already heard about it and already didn't want to take part because they'd heard about it talk before and not signed up. But they still acted off of me talking about it for what felt like the 700th time. Be really intentional. Talk about your Instagram challenge whilst you're designing it. Talk about it whilst you're launching it. Talk about it whilst it's open for people to join in. Talk about it whilst it's happening. Talk about it after it's happening. Get so consistent with talking about it that all of your audience know about it. I talked about this more in episode number 26, but the reality is people don't see everything we see. I think we assume as business owners that because we're aware of something, because we that because we know something is there for our audiences to take in, we assume that our audiences are aware of that as well. But I can promise you that probably nine out of 10 of your audience, when you talk about something once, nine out of 10 of the people that wanna act on that thing don't. Whether it's because they're not in the right times, or space or time or whatever to do that thing, or whether it's just because it slips their mind and they forget to do it, you need to keep talking about something for it to actually go in people's heads and for them to act off the back of it. So don't feel like you're oversharing, don't feel like you're talking about it too much, you're probably not talking about it enough, keep talking about it. And this brings it back to kind of the point I already said, making sure it fits in for your business and serves you too. If you're putting all this work into creating something, you better be talking about it and you better be getting people signing up to taking part because you're investing in it and therefore you want to get some return on that. So if that's any kind of prompt for you, definitely when I first paid the copywriter who was helping me with it. Um, I kind of had a realization of like, okay, this better happen now because I've paid money for this to happen. So people damn better pay, take part. So I'm going to definitely talk about it. So that's tip number five. So that's five tips for if you want to lead your own Instagram challenge. Number one, be clear with what it is you're doing, what people will get out of it and how they can sign up. Number two, make it really simple for people to sign up even when it's underway. Number three, brand it really strong, fit it into the big picture of your brand and don't miss out on that opportunity to talk about you. Number four, ensure that the social sharing aspect is strong and that it serves your business as much as it serves those who are taking part. And number five, keep talking about it. Talk about it so much that you are bored of yourself talking about it. Now, I just wanted to quickly share with you one or two things that I wish I'd done differently leading the Insta story thing. I am gonna lead the Insta story thing again, by the way, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I kind of would have liked to take part in that. That sounds kind of fun. Um, I think I'm gonna make it an annual thing that I do. At least I think I'm gonna do it next year and obviously learn from what I've talked about in this episode to make it even better. But there's a couple of things that I would maybe think to say, hey, maybe I would do that differently or I'd advise someone else to do that differently. One of the biggest things that I kind of regret was how long it was. This is something that I talked about already in this episode and actually I don't think it's something that I'm gonna change. I'm glad that it was five weeks because I wanted it to be really insightful. I wanted it to be full of expertise. For me, that was when I thought about what's the value for the people taking part, expertise was it. And I knew that I couldn't do that within five days. I needed more space and I needed more time. But one of the things that I wish I'd kind of been so aware of is that the longer you make it, the more dropouts you're going to get. And I just want to almost give you that as a bit of a kind of reality check. If you are leading it, do not be discouraged by the people dropping out. Whether you're noticing a dropout because people are tagging you in less things or less people are opening your emails or less people are just generally taking part in it and the traction is down, that is normal. It's very normal for something to be high energy and high intake and high involvement at the very start and for it to dip as it goes. But just be aware, when you're thinking about how long you want to be, it's always naturally going to fall. If 
you want to keep it high traction and high involvement the whole way through, think about doing five days or maybe even a week. If you're really keen for it to be full of expertise, just be aware that the longer you make it, the more intense you make it, you are gonna get dropouts, but just be okay with that. I think that's normal. I generally had about 10% dropout every single week. So I started with about 95% involvement and I generally ended somewhere around the 50% mark. That was something that I was quite surprised by, but actually when I really broke it down and thought about it, from the amount of people that signed up, I was still really happy with still having that 50% mark keeping engaged at the end because it was quite an intense thing I was really asking people to do. So just consider, if you're making it a really simple and short thing, great. You should, you should keep traction and kind of momentum high throughout that. But if it's longer or it's a bit more intensive, be okay with the fact that you're gonna get dropouts and there will be a kind of natural decline in how many people are involved. But second thing that I kind of wish I did differently, which almost counteracts that, or I guess would have probably helped that, would be I wish I'd got more involved myself. Now this is almost something that I, it's a problem I kind of created. Because it was five weeks long, I spent a couple of weeks obviously thinking of and designing it. And that by the time it had launched, I was always bored of it already. <laughs> and I think that's quite common for us in our businesses. We spend so much time behind the scenes working on stuff that by the second it launches, we're almost kind of like done with it and on to the next thing. But it's really important for us when we're the hosts of these things, whether it's within a launch or with an Instagram challenge, to keep the momentum going ourselves. I think I almost got a bit redundant by the end. By kind of week three or four, I was thinking, well, people aren't tagging me in as many things and I guess I'm a victim and that's just the way it goes and people aren't doing it anymore. But actually I realized around the week four mark that I needed to create that momentum. I needed to get more involved myself and I guess I'd kind of realized that earlier and put myself in a position where I had that space and had that energy to really get behind it because the reality is if you're leading something you need to lead from the front. You cannot sit there and expect people to do it if you're not encouraging them or getting involved yourself. So that would be something that I kind of wish I did sooner was really get involved and talk about it consistently but hey if you're leading one that's shorter than five weeks you're probably going to naturally talk about it more anyway I think because it was over five weeks and I had podcast episodes going on and emails going out and just general content I was sharing it was getting a bit diluted in the rest of what I was talking about so maybe making it shorter probably would have helped that and it also probably would have helped if I talked about it more the dropouts maybe would have been a bit lower but tomato tomato I guess we don't know until I lead it again um, and the other thing that I did do but I kind of wish I did a bit better was to capture people post challenge now one of the biggest reasons that I made it via email was so that I obviously then had people's email addresses and could give them some form of opt-in at the end obviously with GDPR in the UK and the EU um, I could not just take those people's email addresses and sign them up to my newsletter. That is not allowed. And it's also not something that I'd wanna do because they don't sign up to my newsletter. They signed up for my Instagram challenge and that's kind of wrong to kind of secretly sign them up for this thing as well. But obviously having people's email addresses there, I was aware that I wanted to give them some form of opt-in at the end, which would kind of serve the big picture of my business. The opt-in I ended up choosing was for them to sign in to my sign-in, sign up to my regular email called the midweek. But what I didn't do very well was ensure that that opt-in was presented in the best way. It was a really simple mistake, but I basically the form was just wrong. So about 400 people opened this email and it wasn't until about four hours later, by which point, I don't know, two or 300 had already opened it, that I realized the form didn't work and nobody had signed up to my email. 
Now, I probably could have, looking back, sent another email and just said, hey, I'm so sorry that form was broken. Here's how you can sign up to my weekly email. But I kind of just went, oh, well, <laughs> that's a lesson learned. A couple of people replied to the email and said, oh, my gosh, that the, the whatever's not working. I can't put my email address in. Please sign me up. And I really appreciated that. But I definitely have this kind of regret of like, oh my gosh, that was so many people and they were so engaged. And I totally could have kind of converted them into something a bit more long-term and effective for my business. Um, so that would be one thing that I regret and something for you to think about if you're launching and hosting an Instagram challenge, is there something that you can offer at the end of it that's gonna create a bit of longevity? Once you've got that kind of big and engaged audience there who are probably the most engaged they're ever gonna be whilst you're hosting something like that, can you give them something to opt into that's really going to help your business and keep them connected past the point when your challenge ends this episode it's got your mind thinking about maybe hosting your own instagram challenge first of all i'm very excited for you as i said earlier i absolutely loved hosting mine i learned so much from it and my business really did grow from it so i would encourage you to act on that inhibition that maybe you should do one but if you're still thinking you know i'd love to do one but i'm not quite sure what i would talk about i don't know what i would share I don't know what mine would be. I can't think of anything original. First of all, I'm just gonna say probably whatever you think of, someone else has done it. If it's five days worth of prompts for wedding photographers to talk about on their feed, someone's probably already done it, but no one's gonna do it like you have and no one's ever done it for your audience before. So think really simply, think about your audience, think about what their needs might be. Maybe think about the industry that you're in. If you are a maker, could you create some form of kind of Instagram prompt for a week where people share different things? Have a look at what's already out there and try and make something a little bit different. Maybe tie it into a current holiday that's going on or one of the seasons or what a celebration is that's going on in your kind of industry at the moment. Get creative with it, have fun with it. But like I've said, don't be afraid to keep it simple. Way better to do a five day one, do it really well, absolutely nail it than like me, do your first one for five weeks and learn a lot from it. But either way, I hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I would absolutely love to hear if you're thinking about hosting an Instagram challenge. Um, don't be afraid to pop me a message over on Instagram. I'd love to talk to you about it here, what your ideas are. Maybe I can help you bounce some stuff back and forth. It makes me really excited to know that these episodes are making an impact and that people are acting off the back of them. So thank you for tuning in. If you've got a couple of minutes, as always, it would make my day if you went and left a review over on iTunes just to let me know what you like about this podcast. It really encourages me to keep making episodes and showing up every single Monday. Let's hope it continues being Monday. But anyway, I hope you have a great week. I'll be back next Monday with a solo episode talking quite vulnerably about the finances within my business. So I'm excited to share that with you. But until then, we will speak soon.